0: This is James Walker, and welcome to Real Talk, Real People. This is the podcast that turns the mic over to everyday people to hear what they have to say. And we're around the state today, and we're talking to people in Norwalk, Bridgeport, and Greenwich. And the conversation is about volunteers. And I can't think of a better topic for a podcast to have right now at Christmas time, than to talk about volunteers and how important they are to our communities. And you know folks, it may not be considered uh, the same thing, but volunteering has really been around since uh, man started helping man um, accomplish things. And I think that's where really volunteering first started. And um, as you will hear from the people we talk to today, people volunteer for different reasons. But the running theme is to make things better for people and the communities where they live. We're going to start today with a woman who lives in Larchmont, New York. I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly. And uh, she volunteers at Greenwich Hospital. I'm starting with her because I don't know if you folks remember, but last Tuesday was like an ice storm. You know, I awoke like just like every other person in Connecticut to you know freezing weather, Frozen cars and, I mean, the roads were just treacherous. You know, you had weather forecasters warning you, you know, stay off the road and, you know, and warning you about the driving conditions. And everything they had to say that morning was safety, safety, safety. So, you know, I couldn't believe it when I contacted Christine Randolph Tuesday morning and she informed me she was already at the Smilo Cancer Center working with patients and she couldn't talk to me until later on during the day. I just found that amazing.
1: Well, I'm there uh, most Tuesdays and uh, unless there's something such as a vacation or, or unforeseen circumstances, I try to be there with the patients. And it wasn't that bad, and I, I have to say I debated. I looked out the window, I looked at the weather forecast, and I said, well, I'll, I'll, I'll try, and if the roads are bad, I'll turn back. And it turned out it was really not very dangerous, and I got there, and uh, I'm happy that I did. So I I don't know, I've been doing it for I guess a little over eight years now and I feel, uh, I feel like it's something, <laughs> it's part of my routine and, and I really just enjoy being at the hospital.
0: Now um, working with can- cancer patients, was that, was that something that they suggested you do or was there some reason why you decided to um, volunteer and give your time to cancer patients?
1: Uh, Originally, when I started volunteering, uh, they had given me several choices, and I had had uh, several friends um, at the time that had completed cancer treatment, and I had accompanied them for treatment over a period of several years, and I was quite familiar with it, and I said uh, it just seemed something that I was passionate about, and I decided to try it, and uh, it turned out to be very rewarding.
0: And um, what exactly um, do you do, so our listeners uh, uh, know, what exactly do you do once you get to Greenwich Hospital?
1: Uh, Well, I uh, work at the Smilo Cancer Center, Greenwich Hospital Campus, and it's an outpatient facility. Uh, Most of the patients that are there are being treated for cancer and receiving chemotherapy. Um, So I really uh, provide patient support, Uh, I don't do anything medical, um, but I do a lot of support uh, things things such as serving lunch, uh, getting coffee, warm blankets. Um, I do a lot of talking uh, with both the patients and family or friends, um, and seeing that it uh, is outpatient chemotherapy, and I'm there on a regular basis one day a week, I get to know the patients over weeks, sometimes months, and it's kind of nice to develop a relationship. They get to know me, I get to know them, and uh you know, I, I try to help them pass the time as comfortably as possible while they're being treated.
0: Do you find that um, that you make their journey, so to speak, easier? That, do you find that they reach out to talk with you about whatever?
1: I do. Um, I find that uh, not only with the patients, but also with uh, spouses or other family members that tend to accompany them. Um, and, uh, you know, they, they do confide, but, you know, not everyone. But you have to kind of gauge. People are all different, of course. But over the years, many of them um, have reached out and talked to me. And oftentimes, uh, the conversation really isn't about their illness. Sometimes they just want to be distracted. And I find myself talking about many other things um, <laughs> family, friends, vacations, uh, you know, other things that kind of get their mind off of why they're there Um, so it's really uh, you know it's really rich and rewarding
0: and um, what is the do you think other volunteers have your same outlook that they're there to help people I'm trying to give listeners a um, reason why they should volunteer myself included I you know I think I'm like most people I sit on the couch you know I'm watching Law and Order and I uh-huh. and I listen to say someone such as yourself and I say, "Well, you know what you have an hour It's not as if you have to check your schedule you know your calendar to see if you're free. what right. prevents us from from you know reaching out and giving an hour or two a week does something have to touch us do you think in order to uh, propel us to do such things?
1: Well uh, speaking for myself, um, I've always volunteered I've volunteered in many capacities for probably about 30 years, uh, but I have to say working with the hospital patients is probably one of the most fulfilling, and I find uh, I've met many wonderful people over the years and uh, kind of shared their journey, and I find it very inspiring. I, I will also say I'm amazed at how um, how appreciative the patients are, and as sick as they are uh, at times, um, they always have a smile on their face they're always very appreciative and I I leave every week feeling as though I'm I'm really glad I came Um, for example this morning when I drove up there and it was a little icy I got in the car to come home and I said you know I'm really glad I made the trip it's really uh, I I find it rewarding and um, I learn a lot from from the people that I meet
0: and that was something that every volunteer I spoke with um, talked about the fact that in helping others, they learned a lot, and they also learned a lot about themselves. Did you know that only 40% of adults with disabilities in their prime years, and that would be ages, uh, let's say, 25 to 54. Did you know that only 40% of them have a job? I mean, 40%. And, you know, truthfully, there are some agencies, some nonprofit agencies, which put that number a lot higher. And that is why our next guest feels the volunteer work she does is uh, so important. And that is um, Norwalk resident Carrie Costa, and She volunteers for Crumb Together Bakery. I like that name, Crumb Together. I, yeah, I kind of think that's pretty cool. At any rate, the, uh, the bakery uh, helps special needs people be employed, and at the same time learn the skills of baking, you know, so that they can earn a living and live independently. Um, and that's, crumb uh, Together Bakery is an offshoot of Circle of Friends of Connecticut, and they're based in Norwalk. And um, the purpose of this bakery is to be a recipe for success, you know, because it trains special needs people to work in the bake- bakery and food industry. Um, Carrie has a particular interest here. Her daughter is a special needs person, so Carrie really um, rolled up her sleeves and got to work here. So let's hear what she has to say.
2: Prior to Creme Together Bakery, um, it was very difficult to have her um, get a job. Um, she I is don't
0: know. she is special needs, or
2: yes, yes, she's um, her primary disability is speech and language, um, but she's on the spectrum. You know, I had been working with the state, with BRS, and so forth, and trying different local agencies to try and get her a job, and it never panned out. They would do these things called working interviews where they would agree, like Walgreens or another store or stop and shop would agree to hire her for a total of a 40-hour stint, and then at the end of it they would either offer her a job to stay or not, and they never offer her to stay because they would just take advantage of the work because the state picks up the tab for that 40 hours, not
0: the business. I understand. So the, so. I, the idea behind this bakery, um, it is my understanding from Frida, um, that is Frida Heckman, by the way, yep. Um, yep. it's my understanding that what this is all about is to bring in special need, um, special needs people and right. train them in a profession um, that would allow them to earn a living and live independently.
2: Exactly. That's exactly it. Um, You know, this is the one time that I've ever experienced where they're not only um, tailor-made for um, special needs, but also that they will have a skill, a marketable skill, which never, ever, ever was offered in any other capacity. Um, they never thought that other agencies wouldn't think that they were capable. or my daughter was capable of anything else other than like maybe bagging groceries, and she's capable of so much more. I believe Hannah was the first baker on board. Um, and
0: is Hannah your daughter? Yes. Okay.
2: Um, and um, I believe Freda came to me and said, this, "You know, we're going to be starting this up." And I was very excited and she said, you know, because she had known my family for a while and she said, do you think that Hannah would be interested? And I said, oh my God, yes, she would be very interested.
0: I understand from Frida that uh, teens um, across Connecticut um, play a big part in volunteering and keeping this um, agency, or I should say this nonprofit afloat. Uh, Would you agree with that? And what do you think we need to do to get more volunteers or more people to volunteer their time? What would you say to people? How would you get them off the couch and into a place such as Circle of Friends?
2: I think everybody, if you don't have a child or a grandchild that has special needs, everybody knows someone who knows someone that has special needs. It's a neighbor, um, somebody that your child is in school with. You know, if you think hard enough, you'll think of one person. Um, And if everybody just volunteers an hour, even, um, that would make a big difference.
0: You're listening to Real Talk, Real People, the podcast that turns the mic over to everyday people. about making a difference you know uh, folks I'm sure it's the same um, um, no matter where you come from I think every neighborhood has a woman who is such a comfortable figure to the people that she meets you know and I'm talking about people outside of her family she's just simply known as grandma and that is the case with Carol Nunley and she's a Brid- Bridgeport resident who started volunteering when she was a teenager and she dressed as a clown for the Barnum Festival.
3: P.T. Barnum uh, gave us the land for Seaside and where UV is, and um, it's a parade, and they always need help getting clowns, and I knew a family that did it for years, and I did it, and I felt so
0: cool. Well, that was quite some years ago, but her ongoing volunteer efforts, um, which include ushering at the Klein, and um, currently she's doing read-aloud programs to kids. And everywhere she goes, she picks up a new family member who just can't wait to call her grandma. Now, now you've pointed out the Klein, and what other other areas have you um, volunteered where you've learned something?
3: School Volunteer Association. Are you familiar with that?
0: No, I'm not. Tell me about it.
3: They have a group of individuals who volunteer and go into the school and do read aloud. And I always wanted to be a teacher, and I'm a substitute right now, but it's nice to be able to go in there and read to the kids and express yourselves and um, just see... um, What's going on in the schools for yourself? So I am involved at Hooker School and Reed School and Madison School, and I've made a lot of different friends. I unfortunately can't remember all the children's names, however, but um, everybody knows me as Grandma Carol throughout the Bridgeport school system.
0: And what is that like to be done? Because grandma is a very affectionate term, and it's very endearing to people. What is it like to be that familiar phrase that, you know, kids, regardless of race, uh, regardless of where they come from, and regardless of who their parents are, um, referring to you as grandma?
3: I just think that, just like you said, it's one of those those names that everybody can understand and have comfort in so even when i'm a substitute teacher if you call me grandma carol the first thing you think of is a a nice kind grandma and um i've gone to other school systems to substitute and they will not let me have the kids call me grandma carol so i had to deal with that for a while and then i said you know what i don't think i belong here you want the children to feel comfortable with you no matter what grade they are. And I will see them on the street. we And their parents are shocked.
0: One thing is clear um, in, in talking with my guests today is that volunteering puts a smile on their face. I think it, it, all, anyone listening here uh, would agree with that. You could just hear the smile in their voices and um, the happiness that they feel in uh, doing their volunteer work you know, I've not done a lot of volunteering, you know, but when I have, it does, um, it does make me feel good. And I do it. And maybe the reason why is because I believe in the reason why I'm doing it. And um, I'm sure it's the same with you. And if you think about it, you've volunteered in some capacity at some point in your life. And, you know, when you did that, you felt, you've just felt much better when it was all over. And uh, we just need to kind of keep that Kind of spirit going, and hopefully, listening to these volunteers will inspire others to give up an hour or two and and do whatever they can to help make Connecticut and the people who live here um, a better place, I should say, for the uh, people who live here. And since she braved that, um, (laughs) that ice storm, or what I consider to be that ice storm. Let's give Christine the last word. So do you think that's the key to becoming a volunteer? Find something that you're passionate about and and you would find rewarding, and when you do, then you don't mind giving up those hours or that hour or those hours that you put in every week?
1: Yes, I would agree with that. And I also think that uh, people like to be learning. And if you find something that, that interests you um, and there's something to be learned, then you're gonna find it rewarding.
0: And if you had one thing to say to get people such as myself off the couch and out there doing things um, to help other people, what would be the one thing you would say that would, you know, energize people and get them to get out and volunteer more hours and help?
1: Uh, well, I think, it's, uh, I think it's good for your own physical and mental health, and it makes you feel good when you volunteer. And I think you know now that we're approaching the holiday season, it, it reminds me of what the priorities are in life, and it's really not about gifts. Um, the best gifts are not under the tree. They're probably your health, your family, and your friends.
0: And I couldn't say it any better. I want to thank my all my guests uh, for appearing on the show today, and I want to wish them and my listeners a Merry Christmas or a Happy Holiday. And we'll talk again next week. You've been listening to Real Talk, Real People. If you would like to be on the show, have a comment about the show, or perhaps you have an idea that the show should explore, give us a call at 203 203- 605 or email us at realtalkrealpeoplect at gmail.com. And remember, start your Sundays with my column in Hearst, Connecticut newspapers statewide and start your Mondays right here at Real Talk, Real People. Have a good week folks, we'll talk again next week.